Love Talk Radio. Back on live, man. Y'all know the vibes already, man. PSA Pop, man. This show is predicated really on talking to nice MCs, man. Shout out to Sky Zoo that came on the show last week. Ransom, 38 Special, Race to 5'9, Styles P, Joe Budden, Crooked Eye, Joel Ortiz. A lot of nice niggas I've interviewed from doing this show for four years. This particular interview here is one of the nicest niggas in hip hop, period. If you can listen to this show from last week when we did our. um. Top 20 albums of the year. If you see me on Twitter, I'm a, shout out to my man J.L. Swift also. Um, seven times down, eight times up was in my top 10 of albums of the year, man. Let me get the brother in here, man. This is dope to have this nigga on the show, man. Nice niggas in hip-hop, man. Elzar, what's good, my brother? What's up, brother? Hey, I appreciate that, man. Thank you, man. That, I mean that genuinely for my hip-hop heart, Elzar. <laughs> You know what I mean? Cause, you know what's funny? I guess I'll go ahead with you. First of all, thanks for coming on the show first off, brother. I appreciate that, right? Um, my pleasure, bro. I recently, well, I recently interviewed Royce, right? And I asked Royce, I said, yo, what's up with Elzai, man? Because I feel like you and him should be doing more music together. And I kind of expressed to him the way I felt about you as an MC, though. How do you how do you feel about your peers? Because Royce spoke real highly of you. Obviously, I got Detroit roots, obviously, right? But what do you feel about when guys like Royce is telling me that Elzai is one of the nicest niggas, period? I mean, it's a blessing, bro. Like, you know, when I when I got off into this, it was really just me having a love for it. You know, like I, you know, I got mm-hmm. off into listening to Rock Kim. and uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I bump I bump Payton full like religiously. And and just 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 study raw, and from there it was just it was just a love for the music. So if 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 anybody recognized my talent or potential or whatever, whether it's somebody as supreme as Race to Five Nine or just somebody who's just you know listening to me for for listening pleasure, it's it's I mean right. it's a blessing, bro. You know what I mean? It's a blessing. Wow. And Roy and Royce is that dude too. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> yes. I guess my next question, and I guess you kind of answered answered it for me, um, Elzai, was I was going to ask you, are you a product of the 80s or 90s, or is it a mixture of both? It's a mixture of both, actually. Right. I mean, what, 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 right. we talk, what we talking about? We talking about hip-hop, or we just talking about music, period? Let, let's, all right, we, let's, let's, let's go music first, then. How about music? Cause I'm very well, I love music in a whole. We don't, we don't have to go hip-hop. We can just go music if you want to go there. I mean, well, yeah, because I mean, like, like growing up in Michigan, like, you know, right. it's the Motown era, so it's like, mm. 
you know, growing up, growing up, I heard my grandparents playing music from the 70s. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got a little bit of that. You know, I got a little bit of the 80s, 90s, just, you know, from the 70s all the way to now. You know what I mean? So, so Els, we're talking Smokey Robinson, the Commodores, Teddy Pendergrass, and things of that nature, right? Yep, Temptations, Supremes, all Temptations, that. Right. And I guess for hip-hop, you said Rakim. I mean, when I hear Rakim, obviously we put him in the class of KRS-One, um, G-Rap, Big Daddy Kane, Slick Rick. Um, Guru, R.I.P. Guru, and everything like that. I guess that's the class you come from, even though you said Rakim's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, cause, cause I was listening, like you said, I was listening to all those dudes as well as like a Lord Finesse. You know what I mean? A, a special Ed. And um, yeah, I, I just I, I learned from all those guys, man. They had like that '80s swag that I enjoyed, and they knew how to put their words together. I'm, I'm a fan of like wordplay. So let me ask you this question. Shout out to my brother Watson. My brother and I did a show one day, right? A top eight, a, a top thirty rappers in the eighties, right? I had Rock Kim at number one. What would you say to that? Me, me having Rock Kim at number one for the top eighties rappers in the eighties. Man, I mean that's. I mean, <laughs> who? I mean, who's gonna right? who, who gonna trip off of that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I mean, shit. I would I would expect anybody to have Rakim at number one. But for me personally, it's 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 like who do I? It's either Slick Rick or Ra. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> for okay. me personally, okay. So, so when you hear Rakim say, I got I think seven MCs put them in the line. Add seven more MCs to make a rhyme. To you, when you first heard that, what's going through your mind when you hear those kind of lyrics? I'm like, yo, like, I mean, because here's the thing, like, you know, because it's, it's rappers that change the course of hip-hop, like, you know, like uh, Melly Mel and then, like, Cool Mo D and then somebody like mm-hmm. a Rock Kim. Um, so, you know, that slow, you know, that, that slow flow monotone yes. was was, yes. was different from what you heard back in those days. So just that alone, you know what I'm saying? And his music, like, the, 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 the voice, his vocal tone matched the, the colors and the music, you know what I'm saying? So it gave off this vibe. Plus, he was hitting you with the, you know, he was hitting you with the knowledge, stuff that we never yes. heard on a record before. From uh, At least I could say that in Detroit. And then just the patterns, man. Like, even when he said, write a rhyme in graffiti and every show you see me in, deep concentration because I'm no comedian. Comedian. Or, or, when, or when a nigga said, he say, uh... He was like the melody that I'm styling, smooth as a violin, rough enough to break New York from Long Island. Like, like, violin. like hearing that, like hearing styling, island, uh, violin. It's like, damn. Yes. Who's this guy? You know what I'm what? saying? So. <laughs> so the wordplay, I guess the wordplay kind of like drew you in, right? What I mean, at first, sub- subconsciously, it drew me in, and then after I continued mm. to listen to Ra. I noticed things. I'm like, hold up. He, he, he got three, three double syllable words in a two bar measure. That's like a three pattern. Wow. I'm like, oh shit. So I just started like peeping all that stuff. And then when I would hear other rappers, I would hear other rappers doing their versions of it. And so that's what, that's mm-hmm. when I fell in love with wordplay. Yeah. So let's go ahead, man. Seven times, down, seven times, not eight times up. First, let's go ahead. What's the significance, Elzai, of the title of the album, if you mind me asking? Just that title alone. Yeah, I mean, the significance is is pretty much my, you know, my story. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
You know, um, if if people who know my music know I made a, a record before that called Lead Poison, and uh, yep. that album that album right there was me using music as therapy to like get out the things that was in me that was poisoning me. And wow. And so, so yeah. So I was going through depression at one point, and then I had to fight through that. Man, I felt like I was slaying demons and climbing out of a bottomless pit. To just only like you know crawl and then walk and then jog you know so um, this right here is seven times down eight times up this, right now you seeing me at a up like in a up period in my life you know what I'm saying so wow. that's where it comes from so yeah. not to go back in this bag real quick though because you kept it honest with me you spoke about depression for a second was hip hop a gateway for you to deal with the depression Oh, hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's hip-hop is like, the, you know, if you're really into hip-hop, it's going to be the soundtrack to your life. You know what I'm saying? So, Facts. you know, if if, if, if I was feeling fly, if I was feeling fly or I needed to get fly, you know, I'd throw on some Ghostface, you know what I'm saying? Or some, yes. some Rock Marciano <laughs> or some shit like that. Okay. Um, you know, but like, but like, yeah, you know, like, like definitely, like, I'm going to throw on some Goody Mob if I want to if I want somebody to relate to my pain or whatever, you know, so um, don't sleep on that soul food album. If, if, if don't nobody know about that out there. That soul food, goody mind <laughs> shit. Facts. But, um, Facts. My okay. bad. Can I cuss on y'all? Okay. My bad. I ain't yeah, no you're out there. You good. You bad, oh, oh, you good, Okay, word, 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 word. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Hip-hop definitely um, helped me out, you know what I'm saying, in those times. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I guess was the first single and correct me if I'm wrong, was it Jason the first joint you dropped for us first? Before you dropped the project? Yeah, that am I right on that? Yeah, that was the first one. Yep, you're right. Son, that song was so fun. you could have went with a lot of songs though, because there's other songs there that I love and I'm gonna talk to you about that in a minute. But what was it about Jason that you was like, I right, I'm gonna feed the people this first this this joint first? because Jason symbolizes, you know, What's crazy is I'm not gonna even front. My, my my manager Jay Barber picked that out as the first cut, but I put that at the end of the record for it to symbolize, you know, my up period. You know what I'm saying? Like that, you know, from seven times down, eight times up. Like this is the eighth time mm-hmm. right there. Like that's how I look at Jason. So, um, yeah, and and it made sense when he. When he wanted to, when it made it made sense that he wanted to put that out first, and so that's pretty much what it represents. Is I'm up, I'm back, you know what I'm saying, and and I'm about to hit y'all with more music, you know, and and, and stay grinding pretty much. Let me show how much I rock with this project so much. There's a certain particular song on here that just it's just a lot of songs. Let's be clear on that. I gave this project four and a half mics in my review, but. It's something about when I throw on Hot Winter, Cold Summer, Elzai. I don't know what is about that song, my nigga. I will play that and bring it back when I'm in the whip. Has anybody told you how much Hot Winter, Cold Summer might be one of their favorite songs in 2020? <laughs> I mean, well, you know, like like on my IG, like it'd be people right. that are like, you know, like like they'll post my stuff and then I'll see it and I'll post it on my, you know, on my stories or whatever. But it, it's it's mm-hmm. a lot. I just posted somebody recently that put up a uh, hot winter cold summer. So yeah, I mean, you, you know, no, I, I appreciate that, brother. Thank you, man. 
listen, and I'm not capping you either because you can ask the, your, <laughs> your producer, J.R. Swift. Me and J.R. Swift are cool. I was in the man that reached out to him and like, yo, fam, get me in contact with Hell's High, B. Because yeah, he knows yeah, I'm a yeah. hip-hop head on social media. Yeah. And I'm like, you're one of the nicest niggas, period, man. And I feel like one, right one also is another joint that's been a heavy rotation for me also. You know what I mean? Oh, that was like, look, why look. no videos though, my nigga? Why no videos though? Oh, uh, man. Um, it's, I got something we, oh, in the can, you, you know that, what I'm saying? Elzai, me saying that to you, it's coming from an Elzai fan. I just want to see the visuals with the fire songs. That's all. That's why I'm saying that to you. Oh, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Man, I appreciate it, brother. Uh, no, nah, man, I got something in the can, man. I don't want to speak too much on it, but I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking just like you as far as visuals. So... I don't want to speak too much on it, man. And um, I'll keep people, uh, you know, updated or whatever on my IG or Twitter or whatever. But something's coming. Something's coming. So, yeah. are you are you one of the MCs that just want to come in, do your shit, and then and then get out people's way? You're not really down with the social media. I'm not trying to be at gatherings. You you know, I don't need to be at the hip hop um, clubs and everything like that. Dapping niggas up on some fake dumb shit and everything like that. I just want to punch in. Do my music, feed the people, and I'm on to the next thing. Is that how you move? That's how I feel. That's how we feel you move. We could be wrong, but that's how we feel as LZI supporters. A little bit, man. I mean, well, <laughs> I don't, don't, no, the only reason, the only reason why I love social media is to connect with people that enjoy my music. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm really like chill. And I and I'm I'm definitely trying to be wherever the positive vibes is at. So that could be that could be exactly. a lounge, that could be a club, but I'm not with the fake shit. And I ain't gonna front. It's right. a lot of fake shit that go on in the industry <laughs> that that I choose not to be a part of or, you know, even feed into or give my energy to. So I just I just lay in the cut, you know what I'm saying? I study and, and right. I try to come back even harder than I did the first time, so or the last time. Do you ever look at it? I was like, you ever look at it like this also? Like, a lot of niggas be screaming, I'm real this, I'm real that. But you're in the cut, like, yeah, a lot of y'all niggas is not real. What y'all might feel is real, whether it's just having, you know, the, the biggest chain or the whips and everything. That defines you're real, but you, you as a person is not real. Because that's how I define a lot of rappers yeah. and shit. Like, you give me that real, man, like, real feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not an industry dude. You're in the industry, but you're not industry. You get what I'm saying, brother? Yeah, I appreciate you saying that, man. Like I, you know, I, 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 I write. You know, I, I do write off of feelings, and then I write off the human experience. You know what I mean? And um, and yeah, you know, like, you know, rap is still a form of entertainment or whatever. So I ain't knocking nobody who, who do otherwise. But me personally, like, I just like to, you know, I like to use my imagination in ways of like a a movie director or, or a screenwriter of some sort on some Michelle Gondry, uh, Christopher Nolan, okay. uh, Tarantino type wow. shit. You know what I mean? But, but, um, at the same time, I, I like to, you know, put my life into my music. Like if people listen to the records that I put out, they, you know, if you really listen, you'll see that I, I put a lot into like a lot of personal stuff as well. So yes, you do. I just like to keep mm-hmm. it real with the fans, man. You know what I mean? I, or the people that like my music. Is, is it hard I should say. for you to be vulnerable, or is that is that therapeutic for you to put certain things that you put in the music? Well, the first time I ever 
was was uh put put it out that way in a vulnerable state was uh when my mom's passed away and um I did like a, a EP oh, I with uh, I appreciate that man I, I I created an EP with with this with the DJ from Detroit well known DJ DJ House Shoes mm-hmm. and uh another mm-hmm. DJ named DJ Magnetic and we put a project mm-hmm. together and one of the songs on the project was called Scatter Pictures. And I wrote that. Oh, like, hold on, hold on, Elzai, Elzai, Elzai. You're talking about the Out of Focus Project in 98, right? Yeah, yeah, 98. Yeah, man, my, come on, my, son. My, my, I know your material, my nigga. Come on. Man. Okay, okay, that. okay. All right, I word, word. Where you going, yeah. right? <laughs> word up. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that, was the first time, that was the first time I ever wrote something that came, you know, from, from the heart. Like, the pain that was in my heart, I, I wanted to put it on a piece of paper and spit it into a microphone. That was the first time I ever wanted to do that. And then when I did it, I realized hearing it back was, was really therapeutic and it was like medicine. You know what I'm saying? So mm. that, was the, that's what, that was the start. That was the start. That was the first time I ever did it. Where do you? It's so hard to ask you this question. To go back to Out of Focus EP, right, because it was an EP, what do you remember about that time actually putting that project together? Can you go back into that time? Was it hard for you? Is it a blur now? Or, you know what I mean? Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was, you know, I, I would pick up house shoes and we'll drive mm-hmm. to the studio. Uh, Magnetic Matt would be in the studio already, like, setting up stuff. But when we went to the studio, mm-hmm. it was always at nighttime. So we might go, like, at 11 or go at 12 or even at 1 or 2. You know what I'm saying? Because it, Matt mm-hmm. had the studio for free around that time. So we would just go in there wow. and I'll just knock out songs. And then once we were done knocking out songs in a, in, in a session, we would leave and it would be daylight outside. You know what I'm saying? And wow. then I would, take, I would take house shoes back to the crib. I'd drive back to my crib and uh, I, I'll, pop the, I'll pop the CD that was burnt. I'll pop it into like the little stereo thing and put it on repeat and just go to sleep to it. And then, uh, wow. and then right to the next joint, and then and and repeat the process. But that shit was great, bro. It was really dope. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> how how was the how was your sessions anyway? I can How was your sessions though? In the stool, man. Um, I mean, back then, you know, I was I was kind of new to the stool. You know what I'm saying, like. You know, I, I I would I would poke I would poke my head. the first time I ever went to a stew, like a real stew, is when right. is when proof proof wanted me to be on a song with him and Bazaar. Yeah, right. and okay. that was the first time I ever rapped to a Dilla beat because it was a Dilla track. You know what I'm saying? And that was the first time All I right. ever went to the stew. Uh, it was weird hearing my voice through the microphone the first time, but then I got used to it. But um, <laughs> them sessions were house shoes. Uh. I mean that shit was just that shit that shit felt like magic, bro. Like it was, I can't even explain it. But but not but not wow. you know stewards. I mean you know stewards a stew, man. Like you know you go in there, you know I'll purposely leave stuff out of my rhymes just to think of stuff on the spot in the stew to put into the songs just to you know change it up a little bit, you know. Right. A lot you know a lot of weed um, smoke a lot of you know. Yeah, you know people coming through. <laughs> the yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Give me a, a Jay Diller. What did we? What did you, Jay Diller? Because I feel that he does get hailed in hip hop. Well, for you yourself, you Buster Rhymes, I felt always kept Jay Diller's name alive. 
what did Jay Dilla mean to you? Oh man, um, Jay Dilla was the true sensei when it came to production and making music. Uh, he was he was an he was he was an innovator. He was an inventor. Like he, like man, um, I, I seen him make a beat in five minutes that that people still enjoy wow. to this day. Wow, you know. Wow. Um he 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 represents he represents what Detroit hip hop was and I still feel is because a lot of the people that okay. came up off of Dilla learned from Dilla and you know they still use those techniques to today. So Dilla is, is definitely the the master like like Batin said like you know you never hear right. the best fast or slow it doesn't matter though but that mm. deal with that nigga. That's all I gotta say. You know. <laughs> what? How did you link up with Jr. Swift? Or how did that connection for the for this album come out though? Because I think Jr. Swift is one of the illest, one, a low key one of the up and rising producers that people talk. You know, what I'm saying? that that needs to get more recognition, in my opinion. Exactly. Exactly. Shout out to Jr. Swifts. Um, yeah. Yo, so I met him on IG. You know, um, I can't remember if I heard something on his page and then I, like, hit him up in a DM, like, yo, this shit's dope, or he had hit me up. But either way, I heard something that was special, and um, I wanted to work with him, man. And uh, I just felt like he had a talent that that should be heard. And and uh, so we, we did a couple songs, and I threw, like, I took, like, a recording of, like, a session that I did in the studio and I remember, like, Pete Rock hitting me in my DMs, like, yo, who did that mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I'm like, yo, that's J.R. Swift. You know what I'm saying? And and then it was another time I posted something up that got Denon's attention, you know? And then people started mm. getting the word out that he was dope. And then he then he's working with Griselda and doing his thing yes. over there. Mm. And, um, mm-hmm. and people just need to hear him, man. So I just, I, I really wanted to, you know, give him a chance and, you know, maybe I could get some more eyes on him. So, right, that's what happened. Um, so did Pete Rock say he gonna lace you with a track? I mean, Pete Rock, you talking to Elzai, my nigga? Can you lace my man Elzai with a fire track? I would like to hear you and Pete Rock link up on on some beats. Though, is that something that we'll see in the near future? Shit, I mean, anything's possible. I'm with it. I mean, shit, right. I I done been on right. tour with with Pete Rock. You know what I mean? Like mm. like me and Pete yeah. Rock go back. He was actually the first person that called me up when uh when when Proof passed and and, and gave me wow. that news. You know, so really? I've been knowing I've been knowing I've been knowing Pete for a minute. And yeah, it would be dope to get mm. with my brother and make a record. Um, do you miss touring, sir? Do you miss performing with this pandemic and everything? Do you miss being outside, touching the people you know what I mean? Be on that stage, rocking out, niggas saying your lyrics line for line, bar for bar. You miss that 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 feeling? Definitely, no doubt, no mm. doubt, man. I mean, I miss being outside, period. But um, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. But 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 but, 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 but going to, going to like, I mean, just traveling the world and, and and seeing different parts of the globe and like connecting with people with different languages, man. That shit is this shit, man. Wow. That shit is ridiculous, oh, right. man. Me, like I, I definitely miss it. Give me, give me somebody that you didn't that 
surprised you that they rock with you heavy, that hits you up and be like, yo, fam, I'll rock with you, whether it's a rapper, actor, athlete. Give me somebody that's that, that, like, wow, you rocking up on my shit. Mm. Uh, Don Cheeto. Really? Actor. Don Cheeto? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute, yeah, wait a minute. That, that, was, was, that was What did Don Cheeto say to you, son? What did Don Cheeto I mean, he... You know what? He he just he just tweeted. He, it was like a long time ago, and he tweeted something about me that that he liked about me. You know, like about okay. my craft, pretty much. And I was like, oh, that's mm. crazy. This it was on Twitter. So I was like, that's wow, nuts. social media. Yeah, that is wild, my guy. Um, I guess let me ask you this, man. Um, with this project, also, <clears throat> what did you expect? I guess that's a better question to ask you. Your writing pattern, right, and the way you rap. Yeah. Does it ever, because I've had this conversation in barbershops when your name gets mentioned up with MCs, and some dude told me the other day, he's like, I'll put Elzai in the backpacker category. And when I hear that, I'm like, okay, you're saying that. Now, do I take that as a negative connotation with brothers who can rap? We try to stick them in the backpacker category. Or I, 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 what do you feel when you hear that, though? Or what, what category do you put yourself in, if, if there's a category anyway? If we want to go in that bag, which I, it's just hip hop at the end of the day, but nigga try to classify how guys write lyrics and everything. Well, he's not talking shit about bang bang, so he's considered a backpacker. What do you say to that? Yeah. Uh, category you could put me in is scientist. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I am. Like, like I, I deal with the science or like words and and accuracy and and patterns. Are you too smart for the listeners? You feel? Yeah. Are you too smart for the listeners? I'm not sure, man. I mean, I, you know, maybe. I'm not sure, but I mean, I don't. I don't try to make it that technical. I mean, I could go overboard and make it extremely technical, but <laughs> I, I, I feel like I feel like what hey. it is is it, it, it boils down to the music, man. Like whatever the music is saying, you gotta you gotta listen to that. So if it calls for you to rap fast or be super technical, then that's what it is. But if it calls you to lay back in the track or be in a, a specific pocket, then you should probably do what the beat is saying do. So um, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm if if I'm too smart for the listeners, man. I mean, maybe I don't know. Like I was having a conversation with somebody about this recently because. You know, okay. Drake, you know, Drake had a, you know, uh, he had po- posted me up in his stories, you know, with uh, other people that he said he was mm-hmm. listening to. And then I had a conversation okay. with Drake uh, that same night and how he was really giving me props like that. And, I, and I've gotten props from J. Cole and, and Conway and, and, and everybody else um, that mm-hmm. I think is, is dope. That's raising the bar. Right. And I'm like, damn, you know. I, I see that they get it, but I, I'm I'm not sure if the average listener gets it because, you know, these guys write, so they know they know what I'm doing firsthand just off writing. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the, the the stuff that I do, I'm I'm not gonna say all that. I'll just say they they know what I do, and a no, person who might not be writing might not man. know might not know might not know what what it takes enough. to do the things that I do. Thank you, I appreciate it, I man. Did. But but yeah, so I don't know. Maybe maybe it's maybe it is too smart for the. Li- I'm not sure, man. I mean, maybe you got a right to really fully understand like what I'm doing right. in the rhyme or something. When are we gonna get another project though? When are we gonna get one in 2021? 
Uh yeah, stay tuned, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. Stay I, I tuned. Say that. I mean, I don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Because right. here's the thing. I don't, I don't like, I don't like to speak too much on stuff that that's still in the works. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. learned my lesson from that. So, but I, it is mm-hmm. safe to say this. Yeah, you will get projects. You will get some projects next year. How many joints did you and Jr. Swift do um, that didn't make the project though? Uh. <clears throat> See one, two, three, four, five, like like seven joints. Wow, and I and I bet seven of them joints is fire though, aren't they? How do you do that? <laughs> do you she was like, hey, this is not coming on this track, but you know what I'm saying? Because recently, right? Shout out to my guy Ransom. I interviewed Ransom last a couple weeks ago, right? And he dropped a project yeah. called Deleted Scenes, where they make the cut for his other projects, and he's basically making it like. These are throwaway joints and shit. And I'm like, fam, these joints are fire, my nigga. Like, you say these are throwaways? So I can imagine your right. so-called throwaway joints outside is, is fire as hell. So what do you do with those joints? <laughs> you put them in the stash or just, like, what do you do with the other joints, though? Uh, it depends, man. Like, I mean, it, it, they might pop their head up, you know, somewhere on some project, or it might be a thing like how Ransom did where I might take the stuff I didn't use and put them on one project together. I mean, or you might not never hear from them. You know what I'm saying? Or you might hear from them in different forms, like maybe the beat changed or the or the verses is going on something else. Like, so it, it, it's various ways you might come across it. But the stuff that don't make it is the stuff that don't really fuse well with the vibe that I'm trying to create. So it doesn't necessarily gotcha. mean that it's a bad song. It's just it's just it don't go with the sonically. It don't go with everything. Mm. Okay. Now in 2011, man, you dropped. <sighs> I recently spoke to Sky Zoo about this, right? Because Sky Zoo had did his version of Jay Z's Reasonable Doubt, right? And you did yeah. your El Dramatic, right? My nigga, how hard was it? Was it easy for you to do that though? Cause that you did that shit like it was nothing. Like you didn't you didn't miss a beat. You still adding in different lyrics here and there, but you still kept the the theme of the songs and everything like that. How was that hard or easy for you to do that? Man, it was actually easy because, I mean, That's what you know. That's said. Damn, same thing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, because, wow. I mean, because, you know, like like Nas, like I remember hearing Nas off a live at the barbecue. That was the first time I ever heard him rapping, and I thought yeah. he was dope then. Mm-hmm. And then I followed his career. So when, when Illmatic came out, I was a fan of that. And it it was a record that I continued to bump through the years because I thought it was dope. So um, so when House Shoes, the DJ House Shoes uh, said to me, was like, he was like, L, you should do, you should do a play on Illmatic and call it Illmatic. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, and I was like, okay, that's dope. So it's not even my idea. Um, but I was like, damn, that's a great way to pay homage to a classic album. So the thing that I did think of was to reach out to to uh to Will Sessions for them to come in and do the live instrumentation for it. But I've been hearing that record mm. for a long time that where I I knew the rhymes by heart from the original. So I just mm. you know, I just threw some of those lines in there and you know, it, it was easy because I knew the record from front to back. That's what Skyzoo said. You know what? Skyzoo said the same thing you said. I was like, when I asked him about when did Reasonable Doubt over. That's just crazy. How both MCs, two dope MCs. Like, do you think Nas heard that? I do. 
I do. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. What did he say? I'm curious to know what did I say. Uh, he here's the thing. Like, um, I was told. I think I was in Australia at the time, and uh, because of that, because of that record, Nas was putting somebody up on me in Australia, and and that person mm. that he was talking to told me when I got there. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So, yeah, yeah. So mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Slum Village era, man. Why she eating JD, man? How was that? You know, Slum Village era for you. She's linking up with Kanye, John Legend, and these guys, and stuff like doing selfish and everything. How was that recording process and linking up with those guys? Uh, that was. I mean, it was the shit, man. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, from that point, I mean, the only time that I had ever been out of uh, Detroit like that was maybe like I don't know. I could guess I could count on my hands. And so once we uh, signed the deal with Capital, we started flying back and forth to L.A. and all of that. So, I mean, the experience was crazy, though, you know, to be in the studio with Kanye to see how he worked. Um, He was very, like, excited about it. Like, he was dancing in the studio and all that, you know what I mean? Um, to To see John Legend for the first time, who I had never heard of at the time, I thought he was ill with it. So... Yeah, I mean, for the most part, it was a great experience, man. You know what I mean? <clears throat> was it hard for you to transition to the solo, to do a solo joint, to work on your solo joints from the crew? Or what, you've done that before, that obviously, but was it hard for you to to go solo now? Now I'm writing dolo now, and I got to make sure all these joints is dope, hooks and things of that nature? Nah, not really, because I was always working on solo records. Like, how I even got in right. the slump was I was working with a dude named YG. And, like, mm-hmm. YG is the one who took the picture for the, took a lot of the pictures for the classic Slum shit. I think he might even gave Slum their name. But, um, really? yeah, so I was, doing rec- I was doing records with him, and then T3 heard the records, and T3 wanted to manage right. me because he heard the records. And so what he did, as far as, like, managing me, was trying to showcase my talent. So he put me on a a few records. One of them was Tainted. And then they ended up sending yes, those records shit. off to Capital mm-hmm. and a couple other places in Capital Bit. And I think they, they, they bit the records that I was on. So uh, Barack Records and Slum decided to bring me in the group at that time. So, But growing up in the D, like being in Slum, right. like that shit was that shit was crazy because we grew up off, I mean, I ain't going to say we grew up off of Slum, but we, you know, niggas was banging Slum. Yeah. You know, Slum was right. the shit. You know, even before, yeah. you know, even before the world heard them, like, Slum was the shit. So for them to ask me that, I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And so <laughs> that's how I popped right. off. Yeah. How much How, how much um, were you involved in the uh, Welcome to Detroit album with JD and everything? The connection you guys had Man. in that project, I should say, pardon me. I mean, well, here's the scoop, you know what I'm saying? Like, at that time, T3 was managing me. And so Dilla reached out to T3 and told T3 to just make, like, a drum loop or just just give me some drums to rap to. So I, I, I went over to T3's crib, and I wrote to the drums. We sent that off to Dilla. Next thing I know, 
He got a whole beat, hook, all that on the shit. Wow. wow. And that's just how it happens. That's crazy, you know? man. Like, yeah, I mean, people who work with Dilla, a lot of people will tell you, he'll throw you a beat to rap to, and then you just don't know that that's a place filler. Like, he's really... He's really intending on making a whole nother beat for the rhyme. Like so it's it's a lot of people that will hear they hear something that they that they created, but it'd be different because Dylan and remixed it. And then that's the shit that everybody in the world hears. So D- Dylan was that dude, man. Your verse on Come Get It though. How how did that take you did that take you off a little bit though? On your verse on that on that joint? You said do what? My bad. Your verse on Come Get It though. Was that uh-huh. the joint where people started like coming at you like, "Yo, I," because <laughs> I, I feel like you know when people talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I want you to talk about that. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Because like, like I say, man, I was so lo- I was so local on the way I was thinking that, and I wasn't like on on the internet or anything like that. So when Come and Get It came out, I I felt the effect afterwards. Like when I started going into these cities and doing shows, people would bring up Come and Get It. Or people would tell me the first time they heard Come and Get It. I I recall Crisis telling me the first time he heard Come and Get It and was questioning who I was and all that. And I didn't even know a buzz was even popping off like that. (laughs) And then I I remember remember Dilla hit me up, you know what I'm saying, and told me that Dr. Dre wanted to, to have a meeting with me and him. Wow. And Dre was flying out or whatever. Um but things didn't go according to plan or whatever. But like, yeah, he he told me that that was one of the songs that caught his ear, and Dilla was excited. He like, man, come on, let's go, let's do it. And I'm just, I'm like, damn, all oh, that was just like, what? You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm in a right, D. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't really yeah. ever been nowhere like that. So, I I didn't even think on a larger scale, like globally, people are like enjoying the the, the song like that. Well, when you and Christ did the Jericho Jackson, or how, how how much fun did you have doing that though? Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was dope. You know, what I'm saying I flew out to uh, North Carolina, and uh, we worked at Ninth Wonders headquarters, and um, yeah, Ninth was the executive producer. You know, what I'm saying like Ninth will come in, pick beats, and I'll rap to the I beats. I love Ninth Wonder, man. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he he's super dope on the beats. Super dope, man. Can, can we get more more joints with you in life though? With his soulful production and you know, I know he's doing the Jamla thing and he be on Instagram or he be on IG Live a lot. Shout out to Ninth Wonder. Um, can we get some more music for y'all too in the future? You know what I mean? Cause man, you know, anything possible, brother. I ain't, I ain't out ruling nothing. Like I'm gonna be very optimistic about everything. Cause I mean, I've been grinding, bro. So, mm. um, right, right. so yeah, like. Every, I mean everything. I mean everything is everything with me. You know what I'm saying? I ain't mad at nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. I'm on. I'm on ready. Mm-hmm. Your verse on Eastern Conference All Stars, sir. I don't know if people told you this. If you're a hip hop lover like myself, it felt like when your verse came. Listen, I'm not disrespect. I love Skies, just like Conway, Benny, Westside, no doubt. But I don't know if you saw this on Twitter when that song got released. Everybody started screaming Elzai's verse, Elzai's verse, Elzai's verse. When you hear that though, when you're there with the dope MCs, but for some reason, your verse is being talked about maybe more than other brothers on there, respectfully. What do you how do you feel about that? I mean, obviously as an MC, that means a lot to you, right? 
I mean, yeah, it's going to always mean a lot to me that people take notice to my verse and, and, and enjoy it. I mean, that's that's dope because I'm putting myself out there. Um, I mean, you know, when I get on a record, like, I mean, maybe back in my youth, like like when I was like 16 or something, or like, like in my early 20s, like I would try to get on a record and rip a hole through the record and be like, try to take over the record yeah. like that but like not nowadays i just i just want to add something to the record that hasn't been added yet you know so that's really my mm. focus so if people enjoy the the verse that's what's up man but i mean to, to, to be to to be looked at amongst the heavyweights that's on that on that record is i mean it's a blessing you know what i'm saying because all them dudes right. deal, so so mm. yeah all right, all right. Hey, listen, man. Like you said, your verse, for whatever reason, brother, was really standing out. Um, there was a question one of my boys wanted me to ask you. He's from Detroit, also. Uh, he wanted me to ask you how much ghostwriting that you that you don't have to put people's name out there, but how much ghostwriting have you done in hip hop, though? I would think people would come to you to test your pen and ask you to um, jot down joints, though, right? Uh, not often, man. I've I've done it before, but. Yeah, right. I'm I'm yeah, it's not a consistent thing with me. Listen, um, Elzheimer, man, I appreciate you taking your time and rocking me, brother. I think yo, it's so dope to talk to a MCs, MCs, man. Everyone who I speak to on this show, other rappers always um when your name's mentioned up in conversation on social media, it's all at the almost high. Oh, here's a question I want to ask you, pardon me. Did you hear about MF Doom passing away and did you have a relationship with him at all? Oh my goodness, man. Um, I didn't have a relationship with him. Um, I, here's the thing. Um, Jake one was Jake one a while back. I want to say like, damn, how many years ago was this? It was some years back. Jake one was, was going to do another record. Like how he did the white van music. I had a song on there called glow on that particular project. I think he was going to do another version of that. And uh, so he so he he put MF Doom, Mayor Hawthorne, and myself on this record, and um, the record was fire, man. And the record ended up coming out under Tuxedo, but my verse was taken off for some reason. I don't know why, but it was wow. it was dope. It was it was dope to finally work with somebody who. You know, I not only enjoy but study. You know what I'm saying? Like I enjoyed the music, but I also studied it because it was so layered. It was so creative. Like the 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 imagination ran rampant through the writing. Like it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what he did in this game has never been done before. You know, and it'll never be another one of him. Like his brand of hip hop and what he contributed to the game to the game is 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 far out the region and boundless galaxies uh and no one's coming close to what he did in his in his zone and his the way that he put his 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 craft together and like he's one of my favorites man like he's in my top he's in my top five and uh yeah he um I mean, man, like it's, man, it's. I, I heard the news and took it hard. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know him personally, right. but I mean, but I, 
but through the years I, I've listened to his music and you know, while I was smoking, you know what I'm saying, while I was yes, yes, getting in the process yes. of wanting to write, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'm I'm bumping him in the whip, he in the crib, you know, all of that and like I mean it, it hit me, man. I mean it's just I mean we, well, we lost we lost we lost some we lost somebody special, man. You know what I mean? Word. But that's how we feel about a lot of y'all rappers, though, man. You guys have given us a soundtrack to to music. You know what I mean? Now, you're not knowing a nigga like me is in my whip bumping Elzai on a regular basis. You're not knowing that, yo, Hot Winter Cold Summer is my shit. So to you're, you're not knowing how that your music and bars means to us. So when you guys leave us, for whatever reason it is, right, we as a hip-hop right. community take that shit to heart because y- y'all like our brothers and shit. We don't know you, but your music has spoke to our soul. So I, I, I know exactly how you feel when you speak about um, MF Doom. You know what I mean, brother? I, I appreciate that, brother. I, I mean, like I say, like, I mean, I came up just scribbling rhymes in the city because it was fun, and then I, I was given an opportunity to do it on a, a large scale, and I can't complain, man. Like it's it's a blessing to be able to do that and to be able to be relative or to touch anybody's soul with with my craftsmanship and and how I feel, you know. So I just want to thank everybody taking the time to listen, you know, to what I got to put out there, what I got to offer, man. I really appreciate everybody. You know what I'm saying? And um but yeah, MF Doom will be missed, man. And um yeah. It's it's crazy, bro. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Crazy, man. Yeah. That was all right, man. Once again, man, I appreciate you taking your time and your schedule to rock me, man. I want you to have a happy New Year, brother. And please keep lacing us with just dope bars, dope lyrics, rapping off dope beats and, and things of that nature, man. I appreciate you, brother. For real, for real, man. Oh, man, I appreciate that, man. It's all God, man. Stay sane. You know what I'm saying? And stay what? safe. My man. Thanks, Elza. I appreciate you, brother. brother. Man, thank you. Yes, sir. Shout out to Elza right quick, man. Trigger finger. My bad, y'all. Y'all be easy. Yeah.